Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we have a very special guest. We have the Director of Sound of Freedom, Alejandro Monteverdi. Welcome to the show, Alejandro. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for having me here. You are so welcome. Uh, we are so proud of this movie, so proud that it got made, uh, and so um, really not amazed, but happy, delighted that it's doing so well in the theaters. I read that it was number one in the box office. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how to test that or not. What, what can you tell us about what's happening? Yeah, I mean, we're an independent film. And it surpassed everybody's expectations. We were not expecting this. Uh, we came out on July 4, and it's a very competitive day because it's July 4. And yes, yeah. we were number one on the box office for for the July 4 opening. And it's just we're all in, on this exciting journey. It's a it's an important film, and that lights a candle in in this darkness. This 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 yeah. profound darkness. Hundred percent. So, for the people that don't know what this is about, this is about a, a real life person whose name is Tim Ballard. He's still around, and he was involved with both the CIA and then the, the, the newly formed Department of Homeland Security, and he was involved in busting the consumers of child pornography. But he was very frustrated in that he could never go after uh, the, the the people who were producing and actually the children the children who were in these films. And, and that's when he finally quit his job to go rescue the children, which was very difficult because he's, he's dealing with foreign countries. Um, and this, this is the story of how this all happened and kind of the results of what he did. Uh, is that pretty much it? Yes. Yeah. Definitely a, so a heroic a, journey. It, it's, a, it's an adult topic, of course. This isn't you know, it's not a lighthearted film, but it's it's a message that has to be told because so few people really understand this is happening. And I think the most telling line in the movie for me was when he talks about, you know, if you sell a gram of cocaine for a hundred bucks, the the cartel makes a hundred bucks or whatever the profit would be. But then the cocaine's gone. But with children, they can resell that child over and over and over, and maybe in one day make. 10 times what the cocaine would have produced and you still have the product and the, you know, they call the child, the product, but that's yeah, what's so um, insane is that the cartels yeah. are, are coming to the point where they realize this is going to be more profitable for them than the drugs. Exactly. And, you know, this, this movie, you know, every, every format has its, its power and the power of cinema is that it's a visual vehicle and one thing that we attempted to do here is 
to explore this dark, uh, dark subject matter, but in a vehicle of hope. And that's what team does. You know, this journey, it's a, it's a hero's journey. But, you know, we can curse the darkness all day long or we can light a candle. And his journey and what he did is lighting a candle and making this movie and people come and be part of this film by experiencing it. It's a way to, to create awareness because awareness creates change. So it is, it is a film that, you know, it has become a movement right now. And, and it's just very, uh, very exciting. Mm -hmm. It is exciting. I think it's also a message to Hollywood, like the, the, the heartland of this country is looking for good quality films that um, both in, in, uh, enlighten and uplift, but you can still tell the, the truth. That, you know, these manufactured, uh, you know, aliens invading the earth or whatever. Uh, this is a great story. Um, I understand it was not so easy to get made. Tell us about some of the obstacles you faced. Well, you know, this movie for me was a calling. You know, there's two kinds of films, the ones that I want to make and the ones that I'm called to make. And this was definitely mm -hmm. a calling. You know, around six or seven years ago, I was watching a news report on, on this subject, on child trafficking for sexual exploitation. And it shook my soul. And, and I said, I have to do something about this. So I woke up the next day and I started exploring and learning more about the issue. And then I started writing a fictional story on this until mm -hmm. uh, I got a call from the producer and asked me if I knew who Tim Ballard was. Long story short, when I met Tim, I realized that his story was better than any fiction I was writing. And mm -hmm. we, we, we decided to partner up and then we started the journey. Now, we started getting a lot of, you know, challenges just all the way from the beginning of how to get the funding going and, and the, you know, the financial of the film. And, you know, everybody will say, well, this is a very risky uh, uh, investment. And I say, yeah, it's very risky, but it's riskier not to invest or not to do a movie about this because we need to create awareness on this. So, you know, it was like a collective call. You know, everybody, all the people that made this film possible, they also have the calling to, to be part of, of this journey. And then when we finished the film, you know, the, another massive challenge was in front of us, which was distribution. You know, we couldn't find the, the right distributor. You know, uh, it was difficult times uh, of change because of COVID. And then before COVID, it was like, well, the subject matter is like, they didn't know if there was a market. And now we know there is a market and that there is a market for people that want to see you know, films that will entertain you, but that have, that contain, you know, a deeper meaning to, to these type of stories, you know? When you leave the theater, you mm -hmm. live in a state of reflection. So mm -hmm. this has been, it's been a roller coaster, it's been a journey, but here we are. Yeah, there's, um, many parts of the movie are very telling. But one in particular is the, the, the woman who is sort of the talent recruiter, posing as a talent recruiter. You know, we've seen this in, in you know, in shades of Jeffrey Epstein and others with this, this a woman that plays a key position in, in recruiting these children. Um, this is real? This is actually based on, on the, the Tim Ballard experience? 
Yes, yes. I mean, when you're making a biopic, obviously you have to take creative licenses because you have two hours to tell sometimes yeah. 10 years, 15 years of somebody's life. So you, you, you have to take some creative license to condense time or to kind of put two or three rescues into one and, and so on. Sure. But for the most part, the essence, it's it's based on his life. And and it's, it's you know, I didn't want to go because at the end you come to watch a movie and you want to be, you know, immersed in the magic of watching a film, you know, cinema, it's magical. So we, we that was the, the difficult part of, of exploring this theme and writing the script is how to create visuals and write a script that audiences could digest. Uh, and also yeah. within the boundaries of working with, you know, a character that it's alive, you know, it's like, it's not like, yeah, if you make a movie about Beethoven, you know, you can get away with more than when the character you're writing about, you know, is reading every page and, you know, making sure that we don't, exaggerate things or change things too much, you know? So it was, uh, it was very challenging, but at the end we were able to, uh, to find the, the balance. Yeah, it was, it's very, it's a wonderful job you did. And also so wonderfully of you to not show any of the exploitation of children uh, in the film, you can you, you can understand it through what's happening in the adult characters without actually seeing any of that stuff. Um, and if people are worried about that, there, there is no uh, visuals in the film that are showing the direct exploitation of children. So you kept it, you, exactly. you made it in a way that you you use your imagination and that works. So good for you. Yes. Um, yes. So. <clears throat> I, it's interesting because I was looking at some, um, a friend of mine, it was with me yesterday and she was telling me that she's a doctor and she goes into these group chats from her fellow, you know, doctors and her alumni. And one of the topics came up in one of these rooms about this movie. And there's still, these are very educated people who said, this cannot be real. This can't be happening in our country. It has to be made up. And somebody else was sitting with an earshot and said, you know, I have, my son, who's you know in his mid to twenties, thinks the same thing that this can't be happening in America. So, for the people who still think this can't happen, can you address that? Yeah, I mean, all 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 you have to do is just look at the news. I mean, just two or three days ago, you know, somebody was caught with a thousand videos of sexual children sexual exploitation. So a thousand. So just think about where's those kids who where they come from. So it's it is mm-hmm. it is this the children exploitation it's it's real. And also the other day I was in an interview and they were asking me, like, well, there's some people that are saying that this might be a conspiracy and I said, Well, why don't we do this right now? Just go on Google right now in front of me. I don't actually I've never done this like like on live mm-hmm. to figure out like how many yeah. children go missing a year in the United States. And let's just take 20%. Let's say the other one are fabricated numbers because this is the FBI. You know, they're like, if you go, the FBI reports close to half a million children go missing a year. Close to. And this is the FBI. This is like, so this let's just say. Just in America. Half of it. Just in America. So, you know, it is, I, I went through the same journey. I, it's very hard to believe that this is happening. And, you know, 
it's if, if, even if 10% of this is happening, it's a horror. It should, it should be 0%. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it should be a priority. It should be a priority. And we, it, it's, and also the, the, the scary part is that this is on the rise. You know, it's, it's not something, it's kind of we're in the tail end of the situation. It's actually we're in the beginning. It's every year, it's growing and growing and growing. And it's going to continue to grow until we, as a society, start talking about it. Because, you know, yes, it's easier to kind of be like, well, it's not really happening that much in the U.S., but if this happening around the world, the children should not have a nationality. They, they, they are the future of the world. We should protect every mm-hmm. child around the world about, about, against any exploitation, labor exploitation, sexual exploitation, any kind of exploitation. Um, but yeah, sadly, it's, it's, it, it, it is happening. You know, you can just look at the Super Bowl. I mean, Jesus, a lot of the times when people question it, I just say, just really look into the news every day. Just not just look into the political news because that's what every takes over everything. Just start searching and you're going to say that at least once a week, there's a massive case in the U.S. that they discover, you know, a guy that had 12 kids or, you know, all around the U.S. every single week. So, you know, I now I don't know why they don't continue and follow up on those news because they seem to disappear the next day. Which is, you know, it's 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 a sad part that people are more interested right now on what devices. This is this should be a team that unites us as a society. Yeah, yeah. When you think, I mean, that number five hundred thousand, it's it's probably low. And uh, when you consider, you know, we have three hundred thirty million people in the country. So you know, if that's like, what is that? 0.01% are being 1% of the total population every year goes missing. And then people estimate a third of that is in trafficking. It could be higher. There's, there's, the numbers aren't that easy to get because these people are so elusive and they're moving all the time. They're constantly moving, 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 and they're moving the kids. They're very difficult to, to track them down, but it seems to be growing. It seems to be there's an appetite for this because it's, it's not stopping. So what do you think the solution is going to be? I guess this is step one. First, we have to acknowledging there's a problem is step one. Yeah. I think just creating awareness and, and, and starting a, a, a collective dialogue, you know, between our societies is like something we should be able to talk about constantly. And even even if there's people that are like, well, I don't think this is happening. Well, just that conversation, it will force people to start searching. I'm like, look, that just the, the simple act of doing an exploration and finding out and educating ourselves as a society, it will help us tremendously. You know, like I, I, I live here in Los Angeles and just three days ago, they caught a trafficker right here on Target. And it was in the news here on the local news. He didn't pick up the national news, but it's like it happened like three blocks from my house. So wow. you know, when I was writing the script, Across the street from my house, one day I arrived and there was a SWAT team in there and it was like a big, massive uh, operation. And then I asked my neighbor what happened and she was renting his guest house to a guy that was distributing uh, uh, child abuse material. And they, they caught him. This is literally in front of my house. And a huge team came in. And, and, and so this is, 
when I would say it's happening in the backyard, in my situation, it happened in my backyard. So it's, it's uh, and then when we were shooting the movie, there was, uh, uh, while we were shooting in Colombia, there was a massive raid that there were over 200 victims that were rescued in Colombia. While we were shooting the movie, it literally just felt like we were shooting and the next day on the front page, massive raid, they dismantled this, this uh, organized crime that they were trafficking over 200 uh, 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 humans. Now, how many were they children? I've, I don't know. I always try not to get stuck with the numbers because that's one part that can cause division. But even if half of them were children, or even 50 were children, it's, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. enough. It's it's not like it's like well, when 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 does it become important? Oh, when it's a hundred thousand. Oh, if it is fifty thousand, then it's not important. It should not be stuck with the numbers because who knows what the right. numbers are? You know, like if you Google it right now. I, I just Googled it right now where we're, we're talking, and there's the first one says 800,000, and then the second one, it says close to 500,000 by the FBI. It's like, we're in the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a big difference, yeah. It's already yeah. in the hundreds of thousands, you know? Yeah. So you, you have three children, yes? Yes. Is this, did this, make you more frightened for your children when you were digging into all this? Absolutely. Yeah. And unfortunately it took yeah. the piece away because you then, you know, it's if I may if I call them and they don't answer or, or you know, you get right away you head your mind, I've been on this project for too long. It just goes to the worst case scenario. And I try to always And you're watching you're watching a, say, a sting you're watching a sting happen right across your street. Yeah, it's too close yes. to home, right? It's crazy. Yes, way too close to home, yeah. and and maybe as a result of that, we have become a little too overprotective. Um, so yeah. we're kind of yeah. always looking to see if maybe we're going yeah. too far, you know. It's like, uh, but better to be safe than sorry, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I I live in Nashville, and I had uh, a parishioner, a woman, come up to me who had a little girl who's about ten years old. And um, they were going to a birthday party. This is about three years ago, before COVID, four years ago. Um, and so they, she wanted, she didn't have a birthday card, so they got up on a Saturday morning, went over to the Hallmark in the strip mall. Uh, there's nobody in the parking lot except one van, a, a big van, which she didn't think of anything at the time. She gave her daughter ten bucks to go ahead and pick out a card. Uh, I'll wait here. And the daughter went in. As soon as the daughter went into the store, the van made a move and went around the back of the strip mall. And this mother had immediate instinct, get get your daughter out. And she ran into the store. And just as she ran in the front door, those guys were coming in the back. And she knew they mm-hmm. were going to take her daughter. And she grabbed her daughter. They ran out. And she said, I've never felt so frightened in my life because I just knew they were after her. And I'm like, this yeah. is this is in a very nice neighborhood of Nashville. You know, this isn't like yeah. Fort Apache, the Bronx. This is, and I think that's the message you got. I don't think you can be too cautious with with your your little ones until they get to an yeah. age where they can, especially especially you know, they have with the internet as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially with the internet too, because life. that's another. They can that your kids can get kidnapped psychologically, and that's also. You know, it's, it's and they their, have their, you know, when, once they have access. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so it's uh, all right. You know, so right now, it's for people to come see the film. It's uh, it's a way to light to light a little match, you know, to light a little candle in this in this darkness. You know, instead of cursing the darkness, let's let's focus that energy into lighting a candle and and coming to to join this 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 movement. Yeah, to yeah, this to, to put it bring this to an end somehow. So this is going to be running for how much longer? Well, it all depends on the audience. If the audience keeps showing up, okay. we can go as long as as long as as long as audiences <laughs> are going into the theaters, then we're staying in there. That's uh, that's Good. that's the rule. And normally, the big movies, they have the resources and the financial leverage to stay even if they're not performing. So for movies like us, the minute we stop performing, then there is no there's no room for or anything else. If you don't perform, you're out. Yeah. So uh, we just have to keep, you know, on the on the top two or three on the box office in order to stay. Okay. Well, this is uh, July 6th. This is going to air on July 6th in the evening. We're going to run this again tomorrow, July 7th. So if you're listening, you need to go and call your friends, call your relatives, get everybody out to go see this movie so it continues to have this momentum effect. Uh, we want this to be a bellwether event where it, it becomes uh, a resounding moment in time when people wake up and realize this is the, one of the worst atrocities ever, ever to hit the planet. And it has to be stopped. And to begin to stop it, we first have to recognize this is a reality in 2023. Any final thoughts, Alejandro? Uh, just again. A way to come and and be part of of creating this awareness is by coming and and supporting this film. All right, you heard it there. This is from the director of uh, the sound of freedom, a an amazing movie, a true story, and something that everybody should go see. We thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort in in directing this and bringing this to the theaters. And may God bless you a hundredfold. This is an amazing work. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you. May Almighty God bless you in the name Thank of the you. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan Amen. signing off. <laughs>